0: Live from the 93.7 The Ticket Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Inside the Huddle with Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Fires a pass and it's intercepted by the Huskers at the 25, Jay Foreman. And Foreman takes it down to the 19-yard line of Oklahoma. Another big play by the Blackshirts. On 93.7 The Ticket in theticketfm.com. Sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging.
1: Good morning. Another episode of Inside the Huddle. with Jay Foreman brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging 7601 Pioneers Boulevard. We are here on the bye week. We have officially won the bye week, Harrison. And the bye week isn't uh you know what we're gonna do today is we're gonna talk about a little bit of the scores from the Big Ten. I think there were some surprises there. Mm-hmm. Um we'll probably do that more like in the in the second segment. I think in the first segment, I think uh I want to talk about the approach to the bye week. Um, I'm a big believer in the bye week being uh, a week of improvement, um, get healthy, get happy, but then growth as well. And I think there if there's ever potentially, and I always say potentially, a uh I guess analogy for a team, it doesn't, you know, can't fit any better than, you know, the Nebraska's team because they got to get healthy, right? You got some guys dinged up. I mean, even to the sense of uh, Nick, Nick Henrich, right? Or mm-hmm. uh, Teddy Prochaska, you know, they're, they're still coming back from injuries that they had last year. So another week of rehab and rest, kind of, you know, get the soreness out and, and then continue to get stronger and, and all the things they need to improve on along with the guys that are dinged up and, and still answering the bell and playing uh, week in and week out you need that. And then, uh, so that's where the health is and to get happy, I would say is, you know, to, you know, more team bonding and, and kind of be able to re-energize and not reset. I think reset is like starting over. I think re-energize kind of add to what you're doing. And obviously I think it helps when you, you know, go into a bye week after a victory. Right. Um, and then growth, right. And the growth I think is going to be, right in the the wide receiver room and the running back room. Um, well, everybody, but in particularly those two positions, right? Um, wide receiver room. You have another receiver Marcus Washington go down after a huge play, so he's out for the whole season. And so you, you, you think, okay, you got Doss coming back because he was hurt, and then you got Malachi Coleman, I think, had his first catch, uh, waiting for Jalen Lloyd to get his. But the growth is going to be growing into roles in this offense, growing into you know position battles or um, you know positions you know on this team by those three in particular. I mean, they're all of them bring a different skill set, um, all different you know three different body types. All of you know from what I've seen and, and I've watched them, or at least two of them closely. You know, seeing them here in Nebraska, all can play. And they're no longer freshmen and and because, you know, there's a rule or old adage that after six games, you're no longer a freshman. And so, sorry, but not sorry, right? And uh, they've all played, you know, big time, uh, you know, club sports or football, whatever you want to call it. They've been in this system. They know where to go. They know what to do. It's not going to be where you're going to expect them to play 80 plays, right? But they're going to have to be able to piece together. 2020 20, uh, 20 to 25 plays I'm assuming of hyper you know pro, you know productivity uh or, or high producing plays and is, they're more than capable of doing it and it's not just about catches it's about you know running the right routes if you're clearing out a zone um being being a, an asset in the run game being an asset in the outside run game or outside you know passing game so if say there's a you know slot screen or something like that you mm-hmm. got to be an asset you can't be out there you know, forgetting who you're blocking. You know, if you got to go dig out the safety on a third and one, you got to get in there and dig them out. Um, if you got to try to, you know, hit a linebacker, you got to do that. This is where you earn your stripes. If you want to be a starter next year, those three, or a big role player or a guy thought of as a starter, right? Uh, you could, because you could be a starter and not technically be a starter, right? You could be the number three receiver and you then eventually end up starting next year. This is where you earn your spot, right now, and it does. It's not going to be perfect, right? I mean, don't expect to be a, come out there and be all Big Ten, but come out there and be the best version every week. You should see improvement, right? And um, and all three of them should can play. You know how they approached and 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 dove into this bye week and this next coming week of practice. Will tell a lot. It won't be the end story because I think that Matt Rule has set it up that every week you kinda have to show your stuff. Mm-hmm. But the time is now. The opportunity is now. Um, you have to grasp it. And it'll be really interesting to see which one or all of them hopefully take advantage of it. But then also how they implement them into um the weekly game plan and uh and how they how the coaches obviously, you know, all those things that I gave as descriptions of what a player would go through, the coaching staff as well. Now, it's a little different because, you know, Matt Rule is out in Ainsworth mm-hmm. and seeing Carter it's Nelson. Carter Nelson yeah. Yeah. And then Carter Nelson's in Notre Dame. Um, but, you know, they got to recruit, you know, and then you got to go out and kind of establish relationships with college or with high school coaches and stuff like that. But while they're in between, you know, high schools or states or whatever they're doing and then obviously that week up leading up to when they left you do you have to do some self scouting mm-hmm. both as an offense and defense and special teams but then inside your position groups as well and it's not just say for instance receivers or DBs or say let's say my position linebackers it's when you're doing self scouting you look at okay where you know how have we played right individually and collectively but then also let's look at how we're affecting special teams because that's important. You know what I mean? And, I mean, it played a big role in, you know, beating Illinois. So, those are things that you have to do. You know, some schemes offensively and defensively, uh, you know, you have to think like, okay, well, you know, that didn't work out so well. We probably need to put that on the back burner, say that for an off-season project. Some probably worked out a little bit more. Really get to, you know, sometimes I think, Harrison, and I want your opinion on this, sometimes as a coach, and a player, when you have a bye week, if you can just step back and kind of like pause it. Because what happens during the season, you're in I call it this tidal wave. It's constant, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it could be calm. Then it gets real, you know, crazy. Well, you never really get to sit up, get to go on the beach and get a breath. Because you're, you know, you play Saturday, um, practice Sunday, Monday's your day off, Tuesday, Wednesday, and essentially the haze in the barn. You're playing again, you know, because you're traveling Friday, or you're at the hotel on Friday. You're you're doing it now. You're able to sit back and say, okay, quarterback position. Okay, where's Jeff Sims at? What does Heinrich Harburg do well? What doesn't he do well at all? Okay, can we improve on that for both of them? Where's the happy medium? And then let's move forward because the opportunity that they have, based on what we're going to talk about in that sec in this second segment. Is literally like, like getting the 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 Willy Wonka. What was it like the, the golden ticket. the golden
0: ticket? That's what I've been saying. The Big Ten West. I, I know everyone is like, oh, you know, it looks like it's going to be a far shot. And I'm like, man, are you are you looking at the teams in the Big Ten West? Everyone's just kind of assuming the Iowa Wisconsin are going to win out. Like both those guys are on our schedule, and I don't know if you caught the Iowa Wisconsin game. We'll we'll, we'll dive man. into that, man.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on, man!
0: It just tells you again, like there, if, uh, you got to give parents credit, coaching circles. You know, like assessing the talent he has. There's ways to win games. There is. <laughs> like there if is. you don't have. Like and, Deacon Hill had 37 yards in the air. And listen, in that game, listen,
1: he he said, listen, I know we're ugly, <laughs> but dang, we cute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, man, I know. He's like, I know we're ugly, but man, in my mind, we cute. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, he, you know what, Kurt, what Iowa is? In, and and listen, I got a ton of respect for him. I, you know, I, I learned a lot about him talking to him at the Big Ten Media Day mm-hmm. out, off air. You know, it was only five minutes. But you learn a lot, right? Yep. You can kind of see why they're always consistent. And, it, and I hate to say it, but I respect them, right? Oh, I, I do. Listen, I don't like Iowa, trust me. But I respect their, what they're doing. But the thing about it is... What I was doing, I, it's the it's the it's the analogy of, you know, when they say, "Man, did did you get dressed with with the lights off?" and you go out in public, yeah. you know what I mean. What do they say? You're not supposed to wear black shoes with blue or something like yeah. that. That's that's what I. But let me tell you something. When Iowa walks into like their gala or whatever, you can't tell them they ain't the best looking <laughs> dude out there. But it works out for them. Mm-hmm. And so for Nebraska um, to get the golden ticket, and when you can think of ever since say Bo Pelini, you you know, was let go or whatever you want to call it, or he was fired, but I think that relationship just kind of, you know, went his path for the, for the scheduling, the lack of opportunity, um, the lack of adjustment, you know, since, you know, Bo Pelini, or even when Bo was there, Bo, because Bo refused to to adjust to the big 10. Right. And uh, he just didn't announce it. He just felt like his his uh, peso package was going to work against three hundred thirty pounds linemen. But it it worked for a little while. Um, Nebraska's never. I always felt like they, the Big Ten was welcoming Nebraska in for like a decade, right? And it, and I and I felt like the Big Ten schedule makers, whether it was consciously or subconsciously, I think it was probably consciously. Um, Getting back at Nebraska because when we played, we used to beat the brakes off of Big Ten teams, embarrassing them, right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe we're mad that Michigan called in favors that there was a ninety-seven split, so we're going to get get some uh, payback for that. For it to for it to line up potentially like it can this year, the last year of the Big Ten West mm-hmm. or Big, you know, East and West, yep. with a new coach and a totally new. Uh, regime and a totally new regime after you had a homegrown homeboy kind of dookie down his pants and then have a bye week where you're three and three and literally sit, get to watch some of this football i mean th- th- you just don't get this opportunities <laughs> it's like you know what it's like you know what this opportunity is like i like watching golf because i can't play i can't play golf it's like playing against tiger woods in his prime or when you knew that most likely he was going to win and he'd been beating you down, you know, he'd been just beating the brakes off you and you're making that you're, you're, you just finished 15, you birdie 15 and Tiger Woods hits the ball in the water on 16. And then he, then he, then he skulls a chip and then he's looking at double bogey and you're sitting six feet. Mm-hmm. You could just essentially win the masters, you know what I'm saying? Or something like that. You don't get opportunities like this. And, if I'm a, uh, I guess a Luke Reimer, Nick Heinrich, um, or I guess all their captains, because they have you know very, very you know varying captains, and some of the new guys, I'm sitting there like, look, man, this bye week is great. We we can, you know, you get to rest, you get to you know stay at your apartments, and you know go to the stadium as you choose. But man, let's take advantage of this opportunity. Let's, th- I mean, look, I was up there when they, I would put their second place banner up there. Now we would never do that, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying. To win the Big Ten West or potentially be in it and, first of all, make a bowl game and do the things that hadn't been done since 2016 is a a good accomplishment for this team um, and a step in the right direction for this program. And I think sometimes people, like, I would say they have the – I would say that they have uh, various um, filters in memory in a sense of, when we're three and nine, people will be like, "Man, we I wish we could just make a bowl game, right? Because it's more money for the program, thirty more practice, or thirty or another month of practices mm-hmm. um, helps in recruiting. Um, because showing up at a prospect's house or a high school and said we just got back from the Holiday Bowl or Frisco Bowl or whatever, they don't care as long as you went to a bowl game. They really don't." So it's not like oh well I'm not gonna go there because you didn't play in the Rose Bowl. At least you can say we're a bowl team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people have a, a, a unique memory of like two years ago or three years ago. Making a bowl game would have been great for majority of fans, just because we've been, been a minute. Been a minute. Now you're on the cusp of it. You got some people thinking, well, oh, is this where the program's at? You're just okay with being six and six. Well, dude. Look, unless you get extremely lucky, kind of like a UCF where you go from zero wins, six wins to undefeated and you're playing against a bunch of scrub, that's not going to happen in the big 10. I mean, if yesterday didn't show you anything is like, it's a week to week movie. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I was talking to DP about this on old school about this season prior to it. I said, the fans cannot roll up to the movie theater which is the stadium, and already written their Rotten Tomatoes assessment. It's got to be roll up there, and it's one week movie, and it's not a uh, docu series where things kind of bowl over. You'd like that. That's what Michigan is. They're, yeah, they you, got the
0: full, it, You know what the play is going to be.
1: Right. <laughs> you, it, well, you know it's kind of like you can. You know, like how you have like a like a ten series thing, or in Michigan it'd be twelve you kind of know at the end how it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. The good guy's always going to win. You're just trying to figure out who the villain is that's going to push him to the max. The good guy's going to win or Michigan's going to win. With Nebraska and a lot of other teams, it's a week-to-week movie. And, and, and you have to be – it's week-to-week because until they really find out where they are internally with some guys in position groups, they can't get to series in, in, in all that type of stuff. So, and it and that's not a bad thing. That's just where we're at. Um, but I think it's a great opportunity a great opportunity because you can write your own movie. You can write your own short history. You can write your own path. This isn't a talent thing. You know, yes, of course they would like to have more talent, more mature talent, more known guys, more third, second, first team, all big Ten. Sure. If we had that talent on the roster, I'm sure Matt Rule wouldn't even be here now. That's the honest to god truth, right? Mm-hmm. If we had a whole bunch of first, second, third, honorable mention Big Ten guys, right? And a lot of times the honorable mention guys are just as good as the second, you know, Big Ten guys.
0: Yeah, they're splitting hairs at that yeah. point.
1: We we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. So we are where we are. That doesn't mean I like it or or want to accept it. But but the best way is not to fight it and just work with it. And so. You know, I think one of the things that uh, if these if these guys, and it has to be led in that locker room first, and then the coaches go along with it, take this challenge, and I, and it's not even necessarily a challenge, it's an opportunity. You know, it could be one of those things like, oh, man, you guys won the Big Ten West. It's like I would have never thought you would have done it because these are all
0: beatable teams. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Iowa in first, Wisconsin in second, Northwestern in third. I mean, none of those teams are teams that you're going to be like, Oh man, we don't stand a shot. Oh, I mean, it's, That's, I mean, listen, it's, it's the fo-
1: before you worry about that, the focus should, should, and has to be oh, 100% on Northwestern. Mm-hmm. You take care of business in the, uh, on Northwestern come Saturday. Things get a lot different because then you, then you say, then you say, okay, well they went on the road and won an ugly game against Illinois, Illinois, who went on the road and, and, and pretty much controlled the game against Maryland, right? This team has something that they can do now. Can't, I, I'm a firm believer you can get better, especially offensively, throughout the bye week. And it, the bye week isn't the end all be all, but you don't let off during the bye week. You you work on your weaknesses, and then you take that into the game week and come out hopefully better, you know, on the better end. So I think it's a great opportunity for them. Um, i'm looking forward to see what they do um and you know i wouldn't say there's going to be wholesale changes but there's things i I would say additions
0: what are you hoping to see the most out of offensively
1: uh i think it's just probably more continuity On, i mean i'm assuming harry harbour is going to start yeah I I, I, i think so um so just more continuity of what works well around him um I'd probably like to say a you know, maybe a little bit more Christmas out of the offensive line, on just the the details of like the run game, mm-hmm. and obviously more push. Obviously, would be great. Um, so it's it, not, it
0: sounds like you're just kind of looking for the fundamentals, just just oh, clean yeah. up yeah. the execution, yeah. the simple stuff. It,
1: that's it. Well, first of all, we gotta we gotta stay on sides. Now, granted, <laughs> I, I I do think. Now, I will tell you this before we go to break. I've been a defensive captain pretty much. Since I've been at Nebraska and when I played, and we did do this, what's called stemming and moving, and we had calls like that. What Illinois was doing was, well, they didn't get caught for it, mm-hmm. but it was, it should have been a penalty on them. So, how you do it, it has to be like a, the refs missed it because they should have been watching it for it the week before because they watched tape. It has to be a football move that you do all the time. They were doing sudden jerks moves, like you know what I mean. So then that would trigger the offensive line to move. Um, and some of them were pretty egregious, you know, where, yeah. you know, where, you know, so they need to get locked in on that a little bit more because teams, once you show it on tape, there are going to be other teams that are going to
0: try it. Well, this has happened like how many years in a row have we kind of heard this with the Nebraska game? Uh, there's no. been a few times. I think last year Iowa, the, the Nebraska's had this problem like a few times. Yeah, well, we're been, it, the it, other it, team for which well, again sure. they probably are doing it. it yeah. Now but, it
1: was two years ago, I think during COVID when when they were doing the clapping. Yes, that and, was the it, game. It, I was it, Ger- at. And Kerfared said, you know, we playing golf." That was kind of funny, <laughs> right? Yes. So it, it there is, it's it's both ways. And as a coach, let's uh, let's f- focus on us. We need to get better because we've we haven't gotten better at this. But I will say it—it it, it was helped by the uh, other team. So I'm not making excuses. But so that those are the little things, the fundamentals. What you're talking about, execution. You know, one of the times I think I think it was Fedoni. He was gone. When well, he it was he was getting out. He was the first read. I guarantee you, <laughs> he was out of there. And so uh, they gotta really just work on the fundamentals, work on themselves, and then uh, you know, then the rest of everything else to take take you know take you know take forth and. The passing game obviously is is, is, a, is gotta be a work in progress, but um, you know, you need guys to step up, but then you gotta, you know, marry the passing game from the run
0: game. Yeah, that's where you're hoping, you know, with this bye week, some of those receivers. Hopefully you've kind of found some options with Harburg that he got comfortable with. Because you're gonna have some new guys. Not with Marcus Washington out, I mean that's a big target. Someone's gonna fill that role and you just kinda hope Harburg got some sort of connection with that during the bye week.
1: Yeah. I mean he has a he, Thomas Fedoni's his roommate. Mm-hmm. But he has to get connection with those. Billy Kemp is, is his secondary roommate, or like as far as, uh, I, but you got to get those young guys in, in you know, you got to get the rhythm with them. So just getting it together and playing catch and, and how do you like to run your slants? How do you like to run um, your post routes? How do you like to run your, your crossing routes? What are you thinking? That's how you get better because you start to learn. Because those conversations, even though they might be small and minute in the bye week, they'll help you in you know, Northwestern week, Purdue week, Michigan State week. So it's a it's a lot of opportunity. That Hopefully they took advantage of it. But uh, that was a good first segment. We're going to jump the break. And then after the break, we're going to assess the carnage, which was the Big Ten uh, yesterday. There were some knowns that handled their business, but some unknowns that stepped up to the mic. Jay Foreman brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging, 7601 Pioneers Boulevard. We'll be right back.